the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, calling some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello world, welcome to the funniest people I know radio show and podcast. We are coming to you not live from the Georgia Radio Reading Service in Atlanta. This is George filling in again for Will Amato. I'm here with some great comedians. Again, I said my name is George and I'm allergic to mermaids. Wow, my name is Lily and I've already eaten four brownies today. My name is Tom and I recently survived the flash flood. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, I'm TJ, and I smell something burning. Oh, no. <laughs> That's concerning. <laughs> Y'all not smell it? Oh. It's be a stroke. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. All right, TJ, so do you have a list for us? I do, George. Uh, everyone is one or two things. They're either a fan of the holidays or they are not. And I'm just one of those people that falls in the Grinch category. This is my list of the worst things I hate about Christmas. This is your least favorite thing. My least favorite thing. His okay. holiday gift buying guide makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, number one, the same boring Christmas songs every single year. Okay, I am so over them completely. I've been listening to them since I was born. They never die. And I'm going to be listening to them until I do die. So they're going to outlive me. But I do love Mariah Carey's. That's about it. So. That, that was the that's last time one. there was a new one. Yeah, That was wow. like 100 years ago. Yeah, That's a good one. I'll give that one a pass. Also, when someone gives you a present and you're just like unprepared, you're like, oh, are we exchanging presents? <laughs> like, uh, I look like a terrible person around this time of year. I have emergency presents on hand. That's why I tell all my friends. I'm just like, are we exchanging presents? Are we not? Please give me a heads up. Don't surprise me. <laughs> And then number three, this whole we're on Christmas conversation each year, I just feel like it's just done. I'm so over it. Remember? I can't believe I agree with your list. Yeah. This well, is fascinating. Yeah, this is when you and I are on the same page. And number four, holiday movies. They are on TV every year, the same ones, and they're the ones I've been watching ever since I was younger. Let's come up with something new to play on TBS for 24 hours. And then number five, just the general mood in my house just gets like worse. Like my family's house. <laughs> I just got I don't sad. Know. Yeah, exactly. Seasonal oppression, whatever it's called. <laughs> Something seasonal. I know the acronym is yeah, sad. Sad. Seasonal affect. Yeah. I think yeah, that runs in my family. <laughs> TJ, you'd be so funny as a doctor. You'd be like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So you've been diagnosed <laughs> with a hemorrhage. So here's a prescription, and go ahead and have fun. <laughs> number six, every theater. Performing Arts is doing a Christmas carol. No one is doing anything original around the holidays. It's either a Christmas carol or it's the Nutcracker. Number seven, it comes too early. Early October, I think, is when we start seeing stuff at Target. Yeah. I'm just, like, not ready. I'm still in Halloween mode, which is my favorite holiday. And then number eight, the holiday commercials. They're just, like, so so fake. I want someone to just do a real holiday commercial. Not everyone is smiling opening presents. Number nine, the tacky Christmas decor on the lawns of people's houses. You can do it right with the lights and everything, but then just, like, it's cheesy with those plastic statues or whatever they are called. Inflatables. Uh, yeah. Right? Oh, Inflatables are okay, but like, yeah. those plastic ones, I just want to go chop off the reindeer or push them over. Oh, like, that's so violent. Yeah. Wow. I, I just want to go destroy them. Y'all, I'm 
I'm concerned how much I agreed with you. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like it when I'm mad at you at when? the end of those. <laughs> well, TJ's very justified list Thank of you. the worst parts of the holidays. <laughs> I hope that makes everybody feel really jolly. <laughs> In this week, helping us out since Will is out is our friend Tom Rhodes. Tom, I know you talked to Will recently. What's going on? Where's Will this week? Yeah, guys, I don't know if you heard about this, but there is an issue, and Santa is really sick. He came down with the flu. He didn't get a shot this year, so mm, uh, Will is up at the North Pole. He's going to save Christmas. But. The Santa Claus situation. <laughs> I can't tell if this is a Hallmark movie or a porno. <laughs> oh, it could be both, maybe? I don't know. We'll all, see. All Hallmark <laughs> movies are kind of pornos. Yeah, that's so. what we that's, determined. That's we discussed last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like exactly what Will would have always wanted to do to save Christmas. If there's anybody who's unapologetically obsessed with Christmas, it's Will and old ladies. He's living his dream. Yeah. Cowboys, Christmas. Yeah. It's all happening for I him. I wouldn't be surprised if Will gave Santa the flu. Oh. Um, faulty flu shot. Let's get to know Tom a little bit better. We're going to ask you some questions, Tom. Just cool. tell us the first thing that comes to mind when you get your question. Uh, we'll start with TJ. Okay, Tom. Pickles or cucumbers? Pickles. Would you rather your house be infested by snakes or spiders? Snakes. If you could date any of the Muppets, which would you date? Miss Piggy. Why? I always had a crush on her, and I like Hermit, so I'd be in good company. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire with Regis Philbin, or who wants to be a millionaire with Meredith Vieira? Oh, Regis, for sure. Uh, not so Meredith. If you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk over it or around it? Through it. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah. Mm. Splashing puddles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, Tom, though. <laughs> that is so Tom. <laughs> Tom, I feel like I know you so much better now. I feel bonded to you. I'm, I'm not a puddle splasher, and I'm pro-Meredith Vieira, but now I know we have conflict. <laughs> you need two points of view to see depth, so I think it's good that we have different points of view. It sounds like a great comedy sitcom. I love it already. Um, George and Tom not <laughs> splashing puddles and fighting over Meredith Vieira. How will yeah. they make it? Oh, man. She's a national treasure. Her, also, I think her mentions just tripled this week by us discussing her. Love it. Love her. So so, Tom, right now you are doing this one-man show at the Village Theater in Atlanta called yes. Sleeping Giant. Yes. Tell me about this. I've been dying to see the show. I hear it's really funny. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, it is a one-man show that I've been working on, taking it through a few different stages for a while. I'm working with the artistic director at the Village Theater, Ryan Archibald. He saw the show at the Village when I performed a few months ago and then offered to direct it. So I've been reworking some of my older material and then writing some new material with Ryan. I've been just having a lot of fun over at the Village Theater. Through the month of December, it'll be every Saturday at 7 p.m., and then it is running through January with a new time on Saturdays at 9.30 p.m. Oh, at awesome. the Village Theater. So, yeah, it's been a really cool experience. Sketches and some personal stories, some like character-based like stand-up routines, more stylized. We've been having a lot of fun getting good audiences in there, and it's just been a dream come true. Because a couple years ago, I remember hearing about a solo show, and I really had no idea how I would do that. And it's pretty cool that it's happening, and people are coming to see it and enjoying it. And there's that part of me in the back of my head that's like, what is going on? You know? But yeah, it's, it's been cool. That's awesome. How did you put it together? Did you take like old material? You came up with the premise of Sleeping Giant. Is that a theme that goes throughout, or is it little bits? How does it work? It goes throughout. That was something that Ryan really helped narrow down. It was really just a bunch of stuff that I thought was funny that I wrote and started acting out and put a show together so I could just go to festivals and kind of take it around the country a little bit. And Ryan got a hold of it and was really into the, you know, the Sleeping Giant theme and 
helped me to streamline that and follow through with a theme, which has been really cool. But it's really just been a collection of me with a bunch of crap that I came up with and being able to perform it in front of people around Atlanta, back in Chicago, and around the country, like Denver. Uh, I was out in New York for a festival out there. So if I think something is funny and put it together, I try to take some more polished pieces and then take something that I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is the day that the bottom falls out of this when I try this ridiculous idea (laughs) that I have. And I found that those would be the ones that got the best feedback because they would be different and outlandish. I do some eating on stage and basically all the things that I like. I like to eat. I like to hear myself talk. I do a lot of that. (laughs) Just talking and eating. Talking and eating. That's the name of the next one. That's brilliant. If you can sell tickets to have people come and watch you just talk and eat. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a punchline from the show that in the show like kills and is really funny, but out of context, doesn't make sense that you can share with us? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is... Tight end Jesus. Tight end Jesus. Ooh. All right, well, if you want to know what that's about, yes. <laughs> go to the Village Theater on a Saturday in December or January. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to go check it out. I have plans to do so very soon. Absolutely. How tall are you, Tom, exactly? Uh, just am, for our listeners. I am six foot eight. Yes. That's impressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did it all myself. Yeah. <laughs> do you have tall parents? I do not. He my, did it all himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On, Sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit of an anomaly in my family. I stand out head and shoulders above my entire family. I have an uncle that's 6'1", another one that's 6'2", but the rest of my family is average height or below. I get the milkman is tall mm. a lot, which I, I kind of take offense to. Oh, my God. What if I happen to be a milkman? Like, you just called my mom a loose woman and also attacked my livelihood. I don't always appreciate the milkman comment. Funny. How old are you? They did not have milkman no, back Yeah, right. I, I just turned 34, so I am not. That is a very old phenomenon. The milkman was not tall because he did not exist. The milkman was called Kroger. <laughs> yes. It's just like a man going around the town just delivering milk. He doesn't know that it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> we have milkmen now, though. It's a milk person. It's not a man, but if you want milk, you can order it and have it brought to your door. Do you think that's going to become the new cliche joke? Somebody's going to be like, oh, I wonder if the Postmates guy was tall. The Uber Eats driver was tall. Thanks up to the millennial version. I like it. There should be an Uber Eats joke now in Sleeping Giant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you hear an Uber Eats joke in Sleeping Giant, I want some royalties. Heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we have a special treat. Yoga Lady has come to join us in studio today, and I think she has a special message for folks during the holidays. Yoga Lady, how's it going? Namaste, and welcome to Morning Meditation where we can take a moment out of our busy lives for ourselves to find comfort and peace. It's the holiday season, which is full of family and bright lights and love, so it can be a hard time for those of you who are single. But never fear, holiday cheer surrounds us, no matter your situation. Maybe you haven't found that special someone yet, or maybe you thought you found that special someone, but it wasn't meant to be. Or maybe that special someone is still working on his process of self-actualization and needed to go find himself with Lisa down in the Bahamas. But it's important to focus on self-care. Maybe for you that's a hot bath and a cup of tea, an evening walk through a Christmas tree farm, or a delicious treat from the bakery. Whatever it is that tells yourself, I care. Because it's important to care about yourself, especially when you're busy caring about other people like 
your family, your friends, and for some reason you still care about Donnie, even though it's obvious that he stopped caring about you a long time ago. Probably when you both met Lisa for the first time at the health food store and you thought she was going to become a really good friend because you both liked the same kind of granola and laughed about the funny things that Donnie would say. And then it was so cool that you had a friend that both of you liked because then you could hang out at the rainbow gathering together. But it makes so much sense now why they both went missing for an hour and came back giggling and breathless and... Oh my goodness, I am so oblivious. <laughs> Which reminds me to remind you all that alcohol will not solve your problems. What really does the trick is some calm, measured breathing. I invite all of you to breathe this holiday season and graciously accept the twists and turns that come down this path of life. And maybe one glass of wine is okay, uh, but make it a red wine because that's medicinal. Thank you all for being with me this week, and I will see you all next time on Morning Meditation. I think Yoga Lady needs a drink. <laughs> and not Donnie. Donnie is the yeah, worst. And not Lisa, man. Ugh, yeah. She would be a Lisa. Can't trust him. No, nope. can't trust Lisa. All right, so guys, you, we're going to move on to one of my favorite segments, the Writer's Graveyard. Oh, here we go. And this week we put Tom on the hot seat. Tom, tell me a bit about what you brought in today. I actually have a full 12 episodes of a web series written. On oh, it. cool. Just never got greenlit for some reason. This is about two brothers who are very close. They live together and they go out and hang out together. But John, who I wrote for myself, is extremely tall. Uh, and then Paul is a little person. And Paul has the confidence that you would accept somebody who is six foot eight, such as myself, to have. And John, being based off of me, does not have much confidence. I just thought it would be fun to play with that dynamic between two people that are very different physically. And also, somebody said that they were friends with an actor who's a little person. So I was like, oh, maybe if I ever meet this person, I can... I wrote something for you. Yeah, yeah, I had you in mind for this great role, right? That's such a compliment. Once in a lifetime opportunity for this. uh, Well, awesome. What's it called? It's Untitled. Let's hear the first episode of Untitled. You're going to read John and TJ reading. Paul, yes. And uh, I'll just, I'll tell you now, TJ's... Reading is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Almost cold reads. Uh, Oscar worthy? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> kind of a cold read for me. I okay. This, uh, okay, cool. Right. Interior. Apartment. Night. Yes. John and Paul are roommates and brothers. Both are getting ready for the same double date that Paul has set up. John is a large, burly man, while Paul is a little person. Both men are dressing to impress. I can't get this thing around my neck. John attempts in vain to tie a bow tie. You can. You're just not doing it right. Come here. Paul hops up on the couch and stands on it and ties John's tie. These ladies are friends of mine. What are you going to do? Just be myself. Now, why would you do that? Because I have value. Now, that's right. What do we say? I'm... Good enough. I'm capable. John and Paul recite the remainder of the credo together as one. Of being the best I can, and I love myself the way I am. You are special and unique. Why? Don't make me... Say it? Don't make me tonight. We have a date tonight. That is exactly why we need to say it tonight. So you don't rattle. I don't rattle. Right. You don't rattle. Why don't you rattle? Because I'm the man. Paul likes what he hears. Because you're the man. 
Paul has finished tying John's tie, presents him to the mirror. Now, what do you think? John looks himself over while Paul observes. I, I don't know. I'm not a bow tie guy. Paul slaps John in the face. Look at me. Paul and John stare into each other's eyes. Because I'm good enough, I'm capable of being the best I can. Exterior, car, driving. And I love myself the way I am. Interior, car, driving. Paul and John have been repeating Credo together since they left. Just people, John. They're just people. Just people getting to know people. Two other ordinary people. Paul sighs. Two ordinary people. Paul and John wave at dates from window. Dates wave back. Exterior, wide shot of car. John and Paul both struggle to get out of car. Their issues are similar, but from opposite ends of the spectrum. Big guy struggles to bend his body to get out, while the little guy appears to be taking a leap of faith. Fade to black. (laughs) Title over. Big and little. There was a the title. title. Oh, hey. the title. I yeah, I love it. That's it. That's oh, it. Yeah. How'd I do as Paul? I might yeah. have to cast you. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. That was wonderful. I'll start getting a little. How you don't have an EGOT already. <laughs> I know. Right? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Whoopi, call me. I don't know why I said Whoopi. She won't be the person yeah, to call. I don't know. She doesn't just hand them out. Yeah, but she has an ego. She has an ego. You can give them out. She right? can lift me up. <laughs> She'll just ask you to be on the view. Yeah. Yes. What did she win the Oscar for? Sister Act? Ghost. <gasps> Ghost. Ghost. That's Should have right. been. Uh, Should have been. Well, yeah. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know about all that now. Okay. But yeah. definitely Sister Act 1. Sister Act one good. of the best movies ever made. It is, yeah. I'm sensing a culture blind spot. Have you not seen it? <gasps> Lily, uh, how dare you? Has to do with nuns, I'm guessing. Yes. Was <laughs> a little loud. Oh no, I feel like we'll have to watch this together. That's a great movie. Movie night. Hey, movie night. <laughs> movie night at the Lilies. <laughs> <laughs> when did you write that, Tom? Uh, about 2015. It's been a couple of years. That's the first time you've seen it since. Yeah, I found <laughs> it today. I'd forgotten about it, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this thing I spent a lot of time on. Not just that one thing, but there's several other episodes. Hey, guys, so producer Jane is letting me know that we have a call coming in. Wow. I have a a fan? Thank yeah, you, John. I have no idea who Let's this is. Let's see who it is. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're not live with the funniest people I know. Who's this? Oh, is this George? Yeah, this is George. Who's oh, this? I really like you, George. I think you are so sweet. My Aww. name is Brenda. Well, thank you, Brenda. Uh, my friends call me Brenda Lee. Oh, well, thank you, Brenda Lee. Where's she calling from? um, George, I have some questions for you guys on your radio show, but I was curious. You said we're not live, but I thought y'all always record live, so I'm a little confused on that. (laughs) Well, well, we're alive when we're recording, but we we tape it, and then we broadcast it a couple days later. On the radio. So my son can't hear me right now. No, your son can't hear you right now. You can say anything okay. you want about him. <laughs> oh, well, I will that. It's pretty funny, George. Oh, uh, so what are your questions, Brenda Lee? Uh-huh. Where are you calling from, Brenda Lee? Well, I'm calling from South Georgia, but I don't want to say exactly where because I don't know who all is listening. So Especially in South Georgia. I've been calling you from Georgia because my son got me listening to your show, and I was wondering why you guys call 
this one thing, the writer's graveyard. Because for me, that feels a little bit, I don't know, morbid, and I was just praying for y'all. And I mean, I like when you talk about the resurrection of pieces. I mean, it's a little <laughs> disrespectful, but I kindly like it, too, because it's good terminology. Well, why did y'all decide to call it the graveyard? We call it the graveyard because that's where writing went to die, and we're unearthing it. We're bringing it back the metaphor to metaphor holds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we could call well, it the the writing resurrection, but we felt that'd be uncouth. Well, yeah. Well, maybe I felt like maybe it was a reference to the Bible, and I kind of like that. So I thought that was pretty sweet. But I just was curious: is this? podcast supposed to be funny or informational? I would say 90-10. 90-10 funny to informational? That's my vote, yeah. Yeah, the 90% funny, 10% informational. I guess that's why we have the Ask TJ section, to give some information. (laughs) Well... Jerk. He just scares me a little bit, yes. if I'm being honest. He's oh, a little wow. bit crazy. He scares us all yeah. a little bit. We're talking about YouTube. And Don't you worry. Who watches that much TV is a little scary to me. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I think he scares himself. Yeah, I do. Just wake up in the middle of the night oh, just panicking. Well, that's probably not very good. Right what now. does his mother say? Uh, my mother? Yeah, what, is her, what does your mother say? Oh, she says, call me every <laughs> once says, in a while. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brenda Lee, do you have advice for TJ? You've heard him give advice. Do you have any advice for him? I would just like to say, TJ, you're pretty sweet, but maybe not so much on the TV advice. Some okay. of your lists don't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, really? oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Do you have an example? Some of your lists when you're talking about things on Amazon, and I'm thinking, I'm, is that something somebody should really buy? Because it sounds a little bit, I don't know, kind of like a scam. Yeah. So I just didn't know if you knew if you were getting scammed or not, buddy. He probably is. Yeah, most likely. That's why his pockets always turned inside out. Exactly. He's always being scammed. Is that oh, and the fashion choice, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brenda Lee, I appreciate you calling in. Keep listening, and thank you so much. It's really great to have a caller. Thanks, Brenda Well, Lee. thank y'all, and I'm praying for y'all. You're so sweet, and I'll talk to you later. Oh, okay. thanks, Brenda right, Lee. Thanks, thanks for praying for it. Oh, well, she, okay, then. All right, okay. bye, Brenda Lee. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> she seems really nice. I like her. I hope that she calls back. I, yeah. Nice? I don't know about that, but whatever. She had some constructive feedback. Yeah, constructive, quote-unquote. She said good things about me and... Yeah, about you. And I agreed with everything she said about you. Yeah, I don't know. Well, to each their own. Will is not here, so I got to do my segment again this week. I have hijacked Will's show, and I was nervous last week. I do have a question about that. Are we the funniest people you know? No. Uh, oh, yeah. gotcha. We're just the relics mm. left over from Will. You're the funniest people Will knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tom is one of the funniest people I know. Yeah, that's oh, why you well, got guests good. on. that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not one of the funniest people Will knows. No, no, apparently not. <laughs> no, that's us. Sorry. <laughs> and, you know, TJ's one of the scariest people. I bet I you Will have met some funny elves up in the North Pole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to be really mad if Will gets back and it's him and three elves <laughs> on the show. That's probably what it's going to be. Brings a reindeer. One of the elves could be Paul in your show. Please, I will if you're listening. <laughs> 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 
from yeah. the North Pole. You have a, a really confident good, elf. A confident yeah. elf. He needs a headshot and a resume. Yeah, and a real would help, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go on to a new segment, What is Making You Laugh? Lily, what's funny this week? I'm a little late to the show, but Parks and Recreation is a That's winner a for show. me. It is so good. I love it to pieces. That's awesome. That's how far in are you? I have watched all but the last one, so is that five or oh, six yeah, episodes? Yeah. Okay, so you've seen all the best. But yeah, I'm at the point where I didn't know if I should watch the last episode because it's over once you watch the last episode, and does it stand up to the rest of the episodes? Because it ends so well. Anyway, I have to deal with these questions myself, but I love it. <laughs> These are the things that plague us. <laughs> Tom, what about you? What's making you laugh this uh, week? I don't know if anyone has seen Drew Michael's HBO special. Um, no, no, I haven't seen it. It's yet. streaming on HBO now. I mean, it's, first of all, very funny, but it's also unconventional. It's, it's not filmed in front of an audience, and there's no laughter or anything, but I found myself laughing harder than anything I've seen in front of a live audience. He's just honest about like morbid thoughts that he has and things that I think we all can relate to that pops into our head, but... He's just very transparent and honest, and uh, it's pretty courageous because some of the stuff he says is like, wow, but it's also extremely yeah. funny about anxiety and depression and things like that, that he just Sounds really like a riot. has. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, super funny. It. it's super funny <laughs> and endearing. you got to check it out. It's on HBO? Yep. Okay, awesome. Uh, TJ, what's making you laugh this week? George, I saw this YouTube video online the other day, <laughs> and it was about this neighborhood, and they are trapped and tortured by this neighbor of theirs who's in the what? center of the cul-de-sac. So they also round his house completely, and... He has these nightmare Christmas decorations that shine like floodlights at night into their windows. It was like a local news story, and you're just like interviewing all the neighbors, and they're like, yeah, it's just like the worst time of year for us because we get no sleep because Rick just has like the worst holiday decorations. It's just like this really passive-aggressive <laughs> yard full of decorations, and I laughed the whole time. It was so funny. <laughs> it took me a minute to realize what you were talking about. I was like, who is this man terrorizing his neighbor? It sounds like a horror film. Yeah. It did. Sorry. It did. I, was yeah. like, I was like, okay, so we have a, a depressed comedian, and now we have a horror film <laughs> that makes TJ laugh. Really Sorry. <laughs> I'll get better at formatting my stories better. TJ, like, I'm, I'm laughing at the misery of others. Yes. Uh, also, well, I am laughing this week because I just wrapped up my favorite podcast, which is My Dad Wrote a Porno. I know, Lily, you've kind of heard some episodes, but yeah. they had a big mystery in the fourth season of who is the special one, and they had the big reveal, and it made me really happy. And my favorite thing about this podcast is I become addicted to it, and I just listen to it over and over while I'm doing things like grocery shopping. <laughs> so I'll be like choosing bananas and listening to just hilarious smut, and <laughs> it makes me very happy. So shout out to My Dad Wrote a Porno. That is the second time you used the word smut this week, and I'm going to ask you now. Wait, what is what is that? Smut? It's like I've never dirty heard that. material. Like yeah, smut, so it could be like yeah, a smut. A porn. Is yeah, that like, like Yiddish or like no, Georgian English. Greek? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I think it's just like a word. Uh, I've never language. heard of it. Now that's right from somewhere. It, it is like it is what it sounds like. 
Yeah, I mean that, yeah, but like I don't know, like specifically, what yeah. is the octopus? Like if someone were to call you a smut, you know you're insulted. Oh, so it's like a noun. No, I mean it is a noun. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, but you don't call somebody that. But it's not. You don't call someone a smut. Oh. No. You don't like the way they react. Is that derogatory? I, smut. I mean, it's, in you, some cultures, you refer to objects like that. In some cultures, yeah. Okay. You're a smut. That's smut. A, I've never been called. I've never called it, anyone a smut. I've never heard it in a conversation. We'll start now. TJ, you're a smut. Filter yeah. blind spot. Yeah. <laughs> and that does it for us. Okay. This has been another episode of the funniest people I know. Smutty episode, maybe. It's not, <laughs> not a smutty that word. Episode. Okay. No. 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 You're not using it right. Okay. Oh. Yeah, get a dictionary. <laughs> we broadcast on Saturdays on the Georgia Radio Reading Service and. And the podcast is available on Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or just ask Alexa to play The Funniest People I Know. She's not a smut. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Funniest People I Know or email The Funniest People I Know at gmail.com. Have a hilarious week.